Hello, and welcome back to the time between times, my friends. Croeso, welcome back to that place where tales are told. Welcome back to that place you are safe. Welcome back to the fireplace at the heart of the forest. Welcome back to my company and the company of friends. Welcome back to the time between times. My name is Owen Staten. And today I have another tale for you, a tale told in a traditional way, a tale from many years ago, a tale that was told when the years were much younger than they are today. Welcome, my friends. I hope you are well wherever you are, and you can take just a little time out to leave your worries, your strife, your cares, to disappear into the ether for just a few moments. If it is safe for you to do so, I hope that you could sit back, relax, close your eyes and let your imagination flow. As I look outside, the sun is just starting to set. The moon is starting to rise. There is a slight chill in the air that promises the winter to come. And now is the time for stories. The time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. The time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin. A time for stories, a time that people see lights in the sky, a time for the Tulwith Teg. A time of ghosts and a time of tales. So look around, round our growing fireplace. There are many friendly faces. Around our growing fireplace, there are friends and family aplenty. We sit back, maybe with something to drink. Far away we can hear the howl of wolves, we can hear the growl of bears, but we know we are safe here in the time of stories. Join me, Owen Staten as I take you to a time long ago, to a place not far from here. If I could throw a stone very far, it would land at a place called Dinas Rock. Dinas Rock is a huge cliff face that stands in the centre of a valley. It is like a great slab of stone that has fallen from the sky to hammer into the ground. If you stand underneath it and look up, you can see just patches of greens as bush and tree starts to stretch out from this great cliff face. And far high at the top, leaning over like a hooked hand, is an old gnarled hawthorn branch and tree. Many years ago, at the foot of Dinas Rock, there sat a man with the blackest heart in all the Neath Valley. His name was Iago. He was a thief. Those of you who listen long-term may remember Iago, but I will leave it to your memory if he comes back to you. Iago had robbed many coaches. He had stolen many belongings that did not belong to him, and he was a nuisance. His hair was long and dank and hung to his shoulders. He wore a great long coat and a tricorn hat, and he talked in a voice like this. Iago had lost all his friends, for he was one of the blackest-hearted villains in all the land. And as he sat at the foot of the rock, 
twiddling a hawthorn branch that had fallen from the great tree at the top in his hand, he thought about where his future would lie. I think I need to get away. I need to go with a place I knew where people don't know me. They say the streets of London are paved with gold. So that is where I'll go. Using the stick as a walking stick, he started to walk through the Neath Valley. He started to walk along the South Wales coast. He started to walk until he came to the River Severn. Then he carried on walking and walking and days turned to weeks until eventually the sun grew grey and the smoke grew huge and far away in front of him he could see the smog of old London town, Slindine. He entered the city, the bustling people and coaches and carts, animals travelling all around him. And he walked far into the distance. He could hear the ringing of the bells. He could see the great bridges crossing the River Thames. And he saw buildings that was as high as Dinas Rock. He saw buildings that seemed to stretch to the sky. He pushed and shoved and made his way through the crowds of people who coughed and splattered and shouted and screamed. Until at last... In front of an old church with a domed roof, he saw a beggar sitting on the steps. The beggar looked up as Iago approached. I know where you come from. I know where you have been. How do you know that then? You know, I, I've just come to this city. How do you know where I've been? That hawthorn stick, that tree only grows like that in one place. It's a place far from here called Dinas Rock. When you look at it, it looks like a great wall of stone in the centre of the valley. But know this, that in that great wall of stone there lies a treasure so great that not even an army of the king's finest soldiers could carry it away. What do you mean? I mean, um, there is nothing there. I've been there. I've looked around. There's nothing. There are many things there, my friend. You just need to know where to look for them. Climb the face of the rock, always looking up as you step your foot into each place, your hand into careful handholds. Clamber up until you are but the breadth of a man from the surface, from the top, from the summit. And there you will see in the rock a small indentation in the shape of a hand. Place your hand in the indentation and turn it slightly to the right, all the way as far as your hand, your bone, will bend to the left. And whisper these words. Agoruch, agoruch. And then count to three, and a tunnel will open in the rock face. Grab hold of the base of the hawthorn bush and clamber within. Be careful, though, for as you reach into the tunnel, there is a great brass bell, just as big as the bell in the church behind me. 
Make sure you don't ring it. Make sure you don't touch it. Stretch underneath. Make your way in. And in there you will find the greatest treasure you would ever know. But there must be someone guarding it, surely. No. No one awake, that is. But be careful. Just don't, don't, whatever you do, ring the bell. Yago looked around. And as he looked back, the beggar had gone. Being the sort of man that Yago was, he could not give up this opportunity. Being the sort of man that Yago was, he believed that the man had told the truth. So he span on his heel and walked a long, winding, wisping journey all the way back to Dinas Rock. He arrived some weeks later, standing at the foot of the rock and looking up at the great stone slab, and then, summoning all his courage, he placed his walking stick at the foot of the cliff and started to climb. Up he scrambled, across he climbed. Up he scrambled, down he climbed until at last he found himself in a position just like the old man had said, and there, looking carefully at the rock in front of him, and bewaring not to look down, he looked straight at the indentation of a hand there in the centre of the rock. He placed his hand in the indentation and turned it slightly to the right, all the way to the left, and then called out, Agoruch, Agoruch, for a few seconds that felt like years, Yago waited. But then the rock in front of him started to groan like something deep underground. And sure enough, there opened a great cave in front of him. Yago reached up to the bottom of the hawthorn bush and clambered feet first into the hole carefully making sure that he once again did not look down. In he clambered, barely able to squeeze through, until he looked around him at the great chamber he had arrived in. And there in front of him, covered in dust, was a great pile of gold and silver that seemed to reach to the surface. But no, it was all trapped in this chamber. Thousands and thousands of gold coins, and there in a circle around them slept twelve knights in armour, and there at their head, at the back of the cavern, a great king in golden armour, with a huge golden crown and a shield covering his chest. And even Iago, who had not read a book in his life, even Iago, who had barely heard a tale, knew that this was a Brennan Arthur, King Arthur, the great king, who had once again come to Wales at when it needed him the most. <gasps> Yago started to fill his pockets, fill his coat, fill under his hat. Yago's coins seemed to clang in his pockets. I'm going to be the richest man in Wales. No one will ever know how rich I was and where that came from. <laughs> he filled all his pockets until he could fill them no more and then reached and went to climb back and saw the bell hanging over the entrance. He carefully made his way around the bell and clambered down the cliff face. 
dropping gold coins as he went until he landed feet first on the ground in front of him once more. <laughs> I'm going to be the richest man anyone's ever known. Yago went out and day after day, week after week, month after month, spent the coin wherever he could find anywhere to take it. He bought horses, the finest clothes, the greatest beer, the most fantastic meals, and he lived a life he could barely dream of. But then, as always happens to men like Yago, the coin ran out to nothing. And once again, he had to return to Dinas Rock and clamber up the cliff face. He had to return to Dinas Rock and place his hand in the indentation, turn it to the right, then all the way to the left. Once again, he had to wait for the seconds felt like years. And once again, he had to clamber feet first into the hole under the bell where Arthur and his knights slept the sleep of the dead. <laughs> again he filled his pockets, again he filled his hat, again he filled his coat, again he danced and pranced around the chamber, for he knew once more that now he could build a castle with all the wealth that he had. Again he twisted and turned and pirouetted, again he made his way for the entrance, but this time... He clanged his head against the great, great brass bell. Again, he looked up, but this time the bell rang. Bong, bong, bong. <gasps> Yago grabbed hold of the bell to try and stop the ringing, but some unseen force twisted it back and forth. He turned around and looked with horror in the chamber. As one by one, each of the knights sat up and the dust of ages dropped from them. He looked in horror as Arthur King stood in front of him, as old as the mountains, but still covered in the richness of ages. He looked in terror as Arthur drew his great sword, Kaladvarch, and then Iago stepped back, and Iago fell. Down the cliff he fell, banging his head, his body, and breaking every bone, until he landed in a heap on the ground, a pile of gold from his pockets, dripping and dropping all the way. He landed stone dead. His body lay there for days until it was found, and then scavengers from the nearby villages robbed it of all its gold. But no one has yet returned, or had the courage to clamber up the rock face, find the indentation, turn it to the right, then all the way to the left, until the cavern opens once more. It is said that if you look carefully around the base, if you look around, you may find a gold coin. But still within that mountain, still within that cliff face, still within that cavern, there slumbers Arthur and his knights, waiting for the call when Cymru needs them the most, and they will rise again once more to do battle against the enemies of Wales. But beware all, 
For just sometimes, at the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, if you are passing that rock from deep underground, you can hear the ringing of a bell as those nights sometimes move around, awaiting their call. Yago, poor Yago, there he died, literally broken, at the foot of the cliff face. A symbol as to what greed can do to a man. Many visitors go to the rock, many people climb it, although it is very dangerous. Please do not do it. But no one has yet found the entrance to the cave. But this tale was passed down, father to son, mother to daughter, friend to foe, foe to friend. It was told to me, and now I tell it to you. The tale of the Knights of Dinas Rock. I hope you enjoyed that, my friends. I hope you enjoyed our brief time here at the Time Between Times. I hope you enjoyed this time of stories. Many, many people are now coming and listening to these tales. I am absolutely overjoyed when I see how many people are joining us here at our time of stories. And I value each and every one of you. Please, please leave a nice review. Please rate the show if you enjoy it. And please write to me at owenstaten at aol.com. I try and answer every email. Please send me requests or anything that you would like to hear upon this storytelling channel. Please tell of any tales that you once knew that you would like me to tell. Or just tell me a bit about yourself, where you're from, why you're listening. But most of all, take the time out every week, whenever you can. And imagine that it is the time between times, the time when it is neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey. Let your cares and your worries melt away for just a short period of time when we sit together as friends and listen to tales traditionally told and know that we are safe here amongst friends. Until we are together again, until again the fireplace sits in front of us crackling, until again we can hear the howl of wolves and the growl of bears. Take care, my friends. Look after yourselves. Be kind to those around you. And have a great week. See you soon. Diolch and Vaur. Hoil Vaur.